Make your day richer than it was before. Got some good times knocking upon your front door. It's the Richard Wilmore Show. to San Antonio. Yes. You're back. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you for having it was me. Not I'm an, really excited. <laughs> it was not an awful experience. Yes. I it love when that fun. happens. I got a lot of uh, friends saying you did great. It was fun to watch. You it. did great. Because when you said you. I have a new book, I was like, come back. And if you were to have been bad, I would have been like, that's cool. Good luck. Have a good day. No, now I got two. That's right. Tell everybody about the book uh that you were here last time promoting because you have a new and my one. first book was called uh Back to Yesterday. It's a new age love story and good and evil. And um it's been out about three years, maybe four. Yeah. And um now I have the second one that just got released about two weeks ago. And I'm really excited. And that one is called If Truth Be Told. It's, yes. And it's actually a prequel. Yeah, so tell that everybody. You know what happened before. And so. why did you think it was important to do the prequel? Uh, because uh, it is important to understand the Armas, which is the, the kind of like the guardian angels or guardians. It's kind of their story so that you can know their background and how they got started and all those kind of things. Do you want to tell everybody kind of what it's about? And then, like, who do you think the book would be for? Like, who would be attracted to the um, book? I, it's kind of, it's a, it's a story about good and evil. And it's a story about people who were good people. And they were kind of, uh, to keep, they're, they're made to keep the world balanced with good and evil. And so that's what the first book is about. And it, it's about this woman who um, keeps on having, like, dreams and, like, memories, and she doesn't know where they're from. So she goes and uh, she gets hypnotized, and she finds out that she has two other lives before. And it kind of, like, each, every time she gets hypnotized, she gets, like, a little bit more of the story during that lifetime. So, yeah. Have you ever been hypnotized before? I have. Really? Yes. That was one of those things that always scared me. Yeah. Was it weird? No, 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 it was weird. A long time ago, really? I used to smoke. So I went so that they can have me not smoke. Sm anymore. And it worked? No. Oh. <laughs> it didn't work. That's but so I just quit on my own. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's even better. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what got you into writing? Well, it started, um, I always used to like to write, like in elementary school, I wrote roses are red, violets are blue, those kind of poems. And then I just kind of started writing more poems. And then when I was in high school, I got into journalism really good. I got married right out of high school. So I 
just went and became a full-time mom and everything. And then about eight or nine years ago, my brother passed away and he was a deaf mute. And when he was in the hospital, I had all my aunts and my uncles come over to visit and they would tell us a bunch of stories about when he was young. He was a very mischievous, like a heart of gold. And so the night before we decided to take him off life support, I had a dream about him. And in that dream, my sister and I were in front of this big house and he was with us and there was a lot of people in the audience. And um, I turned around, I looked at him and I told him, so we went to the front of the house and there was a big boat, my dad and my brother and uh, they used scissors and they opened the door. When, they opened the, when we opened the door, it was full of, uh, of books and they were children's books about him. And um, his name is Abel. So then I told my sister the next day, I told her I had this really strange dream and I think I'm supposed to write stories about our brother and the kind of things that he did when he was young, maybe start some kind of series and maybe start a foundation in his name. And um, so we did. We Our family got together and we decided to uh, do a series of children's books about my brother Abel. And the series is called Abel's Fables. Mm. So I haven't sold them yet, but I think I'm going to self-publish them this yeah. year. Yeah. That's on my to-do list for 2022. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I also wrote... Um, a nonfiction part about our story about being in the hospital and all the wonderful and amazing things and supernatural things in a good way that happened during our time in the hospital. It was just amazing. Are so. you always, I'm always curious with writers, if, if things just like pop into their head and they're like, wait, I have to stop everything and I have to go write this down. Or are you the type that is like every day I have to write for 20 minutes? Well, my writing mentor, Mr. Ray Hosey, he Good segue. Me, he told me that we should, I should always write something every day, even if it's like, I don't know what to write, you know, every day. So I, I do write like my, my morning prayers and journal a little bit, but I do like have notes everywhere about books. Sometimes I get story ideas. And sometimes I just get titles that go into my mm. head. It's like, oh, that sounds like a good title for a book. Now, what kind of book can I write having to do with that title? Hmm. So a little bit of both. Interesting. So, yeah. I know you have a book signing coming up. I do. I have it in November. Yes. Yes. It's November 13th at this place on Broadway. It's called Backyard on Broadway. Okay. Yes. And for uh, what book are you? Because I, I know books. this is a special have, one. Yeah. yeah. I have two books. Uh, out one just came out it's called it's the sequel it's a prequel to back to yesterday and the second one is called dear veteran and that's a very special that's my favorite book that i've written so far it's a it's a love story about this woman in their 40s their 40s late 40s i'll always write about san antonio and usually my protagonists are a little bit older since i'm a little bit <laughs> so just thought, thought i'd throw that in there um let's see it's about this woman who's in her 40s who works in a nursing home and her friend, her colleague came in and said that her dad got chosen for um, for an honor flight. And I don't know if you know what honor flights mm -hmm. are, but in case your my audience, your audience does not know, it's about a group of um, retired personnel from the military who uh, take elderly or dying soldiers, veterans to see their memorials in Washington, D.C. And it's a labor of love. And I just want to give a shout out because I think it's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, she said they're they're asking for volunteers to write uh, stories, I mean, write letters uh, to the veterans, either to the veterans going on the flight or veterans in a veteran's home. So I said, oh, I, so I did it. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's, that, that sounds like a good story. It sounds like a good love story. 
So this story, it's it's a love story between a man and a woman, but it's also a love story about the brotherhood between the veterans. Now I'm going to cry. But between we don't veterans. have tissue. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. This is an Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful story. Mm. We grew up in with military family. We grew up with all my dad's military friends, and all of their families. And it's a family, and it's a brotherhood, and it's really beautiful. So it's a it's a it's a love story between a man and a woman who is a veteran. They become pen pals. And they both think that each other is older because they both work in nursing homes and they both use stationery from the nursing homes. Oh, wow. So they get their friends who are residents and elderly to give them some stories about different things that happened during different wards. And they share those stories. And they also share, um, you know, little bits about themselves and stuff like that. So, but there's also a side story. And the side story is that the her colleague, her name is Roxanne, uh, she gets asked to... Uh, have a Veterans Day dance. And so everybody gets together and she gets people from every place that she can think of. And they be, they have a committee and they have a Veterans Day dance. So uh, the protagonist love interest, his name is Josh. So he has his secretary do it for him because he's too busy. And so um, when the colleague and the secretary, they meet each other's bosses, they think that they're perfect for each other. And they try and get them together, but by that time they're too involved with their um, pen pals, and they don't want to meet. <laughs> so anyway, it's just that story and how how they keep on missing each other, and um, how at the end they fall in love. Oh, yeah. And where can people get the books? Uh, they will both be available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Perfect. Yes, and at my book signing. Yes, and of my, course. I'll have all three at my book signing. The book is dear veteran Eliel. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be right back, everyone. I'm Stacey Anden, a life and business coach, here to help people do it their way and create amazing results in their life. I've got one question for you today. I want you to think about a dilemma, big or small, something you're not quite sure you know the answer to. And I want you to imagine your 10 year from now self is standing right next to you right now, and you get to ask that self any question you want, about this thing, this situation that you're not quite sure about. What wisdom does yourself have for you? What guidance? Anything is on the table to ask. I would love to hear what happens when you have that conversation. Check me out at stacyandon.com and pop over to my Facebook group, Unlock Your Midlife Magic, and talk to me anytime. Wouldn't it be great if your business could have a commercial on TV? Now it can. Secure your Season 5 sponsorship by visiting richardwilmore.com. Advertise on Apple TV, Roku and Amazon Fire TV by sponsoring The Richard Wilmore Show. Become a sponsor today. Go to richardwilmore.com now.
Welcome back, everyone. And guess who's back? Amy Lotta, my favorite crafter in the entire world. Amy, thanks for jumping on today. Of course. That's too kind. I'm sure you, you know plenty of crafters. I don't. And I, I'm a wannabe crafter. I love crafting. I just, it's like cooking to me. I'm not that great at it, but I don't <laughs> hate doing it. Um, you have, I want to get right to your new book that is coming out. It's your yes. fifth book, sixth book? Sixth. Six. Tell everybody about it. Because this also is something that can you can pre-order it now, can you? Right? You sure can. Okay, good. Because I want everybody, spoiler alert, anybody who's getting a Christmas present from me will get this book from Amy. So tell everybody about it. So this is my favorite topic right now <laughs> because I am ridiculously excited for this book. Um, I know that I've come on here before to talk about some of my other books, and all of those have one major thing in common, which is that they are designed to help people learn how to do hand lettering. Um, as you said, I do all kinds of crafting and you know creating, but hand lettering is kind of my specialty. So mm -hmm. my primary focus with the books before has always been to help people learn how to do what I'm really passionate about. But... This new book is different because instead we're focusing on all kinds of creativity. We're kind of stepping back and instead of a how-to instructional type book, this one is a guided journal. And mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited about that format because I feel like it allowed me to do some brand new things and it really stretched me creatively to write it. So each chapter, there's 25 different chapters, and each one is built around a quote that someone, not me, someone else <laughs> more intelligent than I am, has said about creativity. So things like, um, every child is an artist, the trouble is learning how to stay one when we grow up, mm. or things like creativity is very messy, and I am very creative. <laughs> or, um, you know, if God wanted me to cook and clean, he wouldn't have taught me how to craft. So all <laughs> kinds of um, different things about creativity. Um, things like inspiration comes during work, not after it. So each chapter kind of goes into those quotes about creativity and then has a series of exercises for you to walk through. So sometimes that means jotting things down right there on the pages of the journal. Sometimes I have graphic organizer type chart things for you to fill out, things to circle or uh, places to sketch. And then some of the prompts encourage you to actually go outside of the pages of the journal, which is always my favorite, and to actually go create something in whatever way you like to do it. So maybe that means you're going to wood burn something. Maybe you're going to sculpt. Maybe you're going to compose a song or play something on the piano or the violin. Maybe you're going to sculpt or quilt or embroider or paint. So the, the exercises are very open-ended so that you can explore and discover your creativity in your own way. Did you love, since this is so different from what you normally do, what was it like to come up with everything and create this book. This had to have been a challenge, but probably a really fun one, I'm guessing. Yes, it absolutely was. I felt like it really stretched me creatively because when you're doing those step-by-step, -step, this is how to hand letter. I mean, honestly, I could do that in my sleep. I'm so used to teaching workshops and writing the books and writing on the website and things like that, that you know, that part comes naturally to me, the teaching and the breaking things down. Um, Coming up with the exercises was a whole new skill. And just being able to dive into those quotes and think, 
how would I explore this? How can I help other people to explore it? Um, and it was just really fun to be able to come up with things that I thought people would enjoy doing. Like there's um, a quote about how, um, and I'm gonna get the, the wording wrong, but something to the effect that in every work of art, the artist is present and how there's parts of you in the things that you create and how special that is. So one of the challenges is to take your actual thumbprint and somehow turn it into art. Um, so just things that kind of capitalize on what the quote is all about that encourage creativity in your own way. Is this something that you could maybe do parts of it with your kids or is it kind Definitely. of adult centric? Oh, absolutely. Kids could do it. And I mean, they can relate to the quotes, um, yeah. especially, you know, kids that already love art and creativity, things like that. Um, absolutely something that kids could do, teens for sure, um, parents and kids together. And you could definitely enjoy it as a family. I am not lying when I tell you how excited I am about this book. Amy sent me like an advanced copy of it and I wrote back how excited I was about it because I love stuff like this because it gets me thinking creatively and also sort of like thinking back and being introspective it's a whole like I think I told you that it's like a therapy session for me this book absolutely and, and that's kind of what it's meant to be <laughs> and um as I was writing it, I was trying to keep in mind that the audience could be very wide. There could be people who, um, like my mother-in-law, I think I've told you that story before, how she used to feel like she couldn't even draw a stick person and wasn't creative at all, but wanted to be. You know, So I want to reach those folks and help them to really discover their own inner creativity and explore that in fun ways. And I also want it to be relevant for folks like myself who are making a living as artists because I mean, just because you're a professional artist doesn't mean that you figured everything out. Um, yeah. Some of these chapters are particularly relevant, I think, for, for me personally. Um, there's one that talks about organizing your space and making sure that you have a workspace that is inspiring and facilitates you actually being able to make things. And I, I didn't. It was an absolute mess down here. And so that happened around the time that my dream box came and I was able to do this whole organizational overhaul. So I took the steps that I was doing and I walk you through it as part of the exercises for how I sort of created a system for myself and how I got rid of things that I had been hoarding and <laughs> let go of some of those supplies that I'm going to need it someday, you know, and <laughs> 10 years later, here it sits, you know? Yep. And so um, I think that it's relevant for everyone, no matter how much skill you have or think you have or think you don't have. Uh, the exercises can be done by literally anyone. I think that's all you kind of touched on that before. As uh, someone who makes their living as an artist, sometimes you forget when when art is work, you forget that art should also be play and for you. So this gives artists a chance to kind of sit back and do something for themselves creatively, which I love. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's a chapter that talks about, uh, it's a Bob Ross quote, one of my favorites. Um, he talks about mistakes being happy accidents. And we talk mm -hmm. about like how to handle it when you make a mistake, because as a professional, you know, that can be <laughs> a big deal. And as an amateur, it can too. I mean, you can shut down or you can find a way to go on. And there's a prompt that just encourages you to like get out the glitter and make a big fat mess on purpose yeah. <laughs> or, you know, draw something with your left hand because you know, it's not going to turn out perfectly. Uh, just sort of letting that go and letting yourself create without the pressure of perfection. 
That's so needed. So needed. I'm so excited for this book. It's available for pre-order now. You can get it on Amazon. You can pre-order on Barnes and Noble, Target.com, um, Books a Million, BookDepository.com, um, all those different sites, basically anywhere books are sold. Um, <laughs> you have a really fun, meaningful workshop coming up this weekend that I want everybody to know about. And then if you're in the Maryland, Pennsylvania area, you can go to it. Yes. So I am doing a workshop in Glendon, Maryland, and uh, it's a little tiny town. We're doing it there. Um, and it is sort of the headquarters spot for Believe Big, which is a nonprofit organization that helps cancer patients. And that's definitely something that's close to my heart. Um, I lost three of my grandparents to cancer, various kinds, and my husband has lost grandparents to cancer. And uh, we've just had that in our extended family and uh, lost some people that are very, very close to us. And so the idea of coming alongside and supporting folks who are going through that battle, um, just it means a lot to me that I can use my gifts to do that. So the workshop is on the 13th on Saturday uh, from 10 to 12, and I'm gonna be teaching hand lettering and then you're going to use those lettering skills to create a piece of pot. Well, the pottery is already created, but you're going to decorate it. You're going to put the word believe on the mug and decorate it, paint it, do whatever you want to make it beautiful. Um, and then the folks that run the organization are going to glaze and fire it and gift that mug to someone who's fighting cancer. Such a great opportunity to do something creative and fun for people who need it. Um, where can people get tickets for that? So I have a Facebook event. It's the Believe Big event. And also as part of your ticket price, you get a copy of my first, my original mm. book, Hand Lettering for Relaxation. Worth the ticket price. If I lived I, in Maryland, I would be there. I wish you were. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Are your, the holidays are coming. Are you, are you excited to decorate? So and how are your oh kids? My gosh. I live for Christmas. It is absolutely my favorite time of year. I love to DIY everything. I love love putting up trees. I think Christmas trees are my favorite. So I have one down here in my studio, one upstairs, and I'm going to be decorating one for the Good Day PA set this year. Um, so I get to decorate all the trees and all the things. And I do have most of my shopping done because wow. with the shipping and all, like they were saying that toys are going to be out. And my 13-year-old wants all these Lego sets. And what I heard was that if you don't grab them, as soon as you see them, you're not going to get them. So oh. as he saw things he wanted, I've just been squirreling away. <laughs> so I'm, and then I have a 14 year old who wants literally nothing except money. And I'm like, Nathan, I don't want to wrap money for you. <laughs> so trying to figure out what to do for him, that would be meaningful. Uh, yeah, money. I think my, well, my brother's 30 something and only requests money. Um, so my dad usually comes up with really creative ways of wrapping money and, uh, <laughs> that's kind of where that ends, but yeah, it has to be difficult with kids that age who are not sure what they want or yeah. know what they want. And it isn't fun. That's the problem. It's not fun. Exactly. It's not fun for me. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not ready for them to be too old for the excitement of Christmas. And yeah. Noah's not. He's still totally into it. But Nathan's kind of like, meh, just give me money. And he doesn't want a gift card because then he feels limited that he has to spend oh, it in a certain place. Wow. He just wants cold hard cash. He's like Lucy. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, 
yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do because for me, that's just, it takes the fun out of giving because I don't know about you, but like, I'm a really personal gift mm -hmm. giver. Like I want to find the thing that's just going to make your heart go like, what? yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and I just, that's one of my love languages, how I communicate love to the people in my life. And so giving money, like, I just, I don't feel like I'm meeting this great need. For right. You, like you so. can't do it. Yes. Do yeah. you also um, make your own Christmas ornaments? I do. I have all kinds of ornament tutorials on my website and so many more that are going to be coming. So last year, <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with Hallmark Christmas movies. And last year, I made an ornament that went along with every single movie in their countdown to Christmas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Do you it put those on your tree? Yeah. And one, of one, your trees, one of your yeah. trees. One of your trees. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have th three Christmas trees, I believe. Nice. Yes. Nice. They're all, I think you can't have too many. You cannot. I don't think you can. Um, no. I had a cat who would eat the Christmas tree and then proceed oh. to throw it up. So I had to stop putting the Christmas tree up, but she recently died a couple months ago. So uh, very sad, but also I was like, Oh, I could put the tree up again. So that's kind of Silver exciting. Lighting. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. My cat uh, tried to eat the upstairs tree, but we just have to like have the squirt bottle or mm -hmm. <laughs> set the dog after and be like, pumpkin, go get Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Thanksgiving is in a couple weeks. What's your mm -hmm. favorite thing to eat? Uh, dressing, I think. Really? Or my mom's corn pudding. Ooh. Yeah. Can you send me it's, that recipe, please? Awesome. That sounds good. I've never had yeah. corn pudding. Ooh, it's really good. It's like corn and flour and sugar. And so it's more, it's kind of casserole-y, but it's sweet because it has the sugar in it and I don't really know how to make it. I'm not the cook, just like you said about yourself. Totally not me. Um, uh -huh. But I'm, I'm the eater. I'm so. a good eater. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Annie, thank you so much for jumping on today and talking to me. I'm so excited about your new book. Uh, Pre-order it now. Make yes. sure you check the back cover because there's a really good quote from um, a talk show host on there. A no very deal. special endorsement. Yes, that I will probably be framing somewhere in my house. No big you deal. should. I'm going to. I promise I will. All right, Amy, thank you so much. Of course, my pleasure. Of course. We'll be right back right after this. Hi, Wendy Wright of The Right Fit, and here are three easy eyeshadow hacks to save you a little bit of time. The first being, just pat on a little bit of tinted eye primer for a nice creamy effect. Number two, try a concealer that's about two shades darker than your natural skin tone, and it's gonna give your eyes a nice pop. And the last hack, number three, is if you want to add a little shimmer and a little glam, you could always try a jumbo eye pencil. So just draw on the color and gently pat it in with your ring finger, and you can also use it as liner. Thanks everyone for listening. You can reach me at wendy at the rightfit.net. See you soon, bye-bye. Wouldn't it be great if your business could have a commercial on TV? Now it can. Secure your Season 5 sponsorship by visiting richardwilmore.com. Advertise on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV by sponsoring The Richard Wilmore Show. Become a sponsor today. Go to richardwilmore.com now. It's The Richard Wilmore Show.